0: Hello and welcome to the Gardening Canada podcast. I'm your host Ashley and I like to take science and apply to all things plants. And today's episode, we're talking about copper for plants, specifically houseplants, but applies to all. So let's get into it. hello hello all my plant people how are you guys doing if you're new around here my name's ashley and we like to take science and apply it to all things plants and today's episode on the podcast we're talking about copper so this is one of those nutrients that everyone forgets about but is so crucial to plant care now it's particularly important um, in houseplants and it's also important in outdoor plants but in particular houseplants is what we're going to be focusing on today because it's blizzarding outdoors and my brain is nowhere near gardening and it's all about my houseplants now. So I've completely done a 360 in my brain and this is where we're at. So uh, copper can be applied to the soil through a fertilizer, a micronutrient fertilizer, but it can also be applied through foliar application. Now what I will say is I did an interview with some folks um from Promix and they did uh, if you didn't watch that uh or if you didn't listen to that episode go check that episode out but um in that podcast uh we talked about how soil potting soil is not just peat or compost or coconut coir that these companies put quite a bit of work into them they add lime they add nutrients um, And there's quite a bit of science goes behind the actual production of your potting soils. So because of that, one of them is copper. However, plants age and they get old and we don't necessarily repot them all the time. Um, And so we may decrease the copper that's actually in that soil for those plants. So copper is something that we can apply to the leaves. Now, it's best applied to the leaves because it can actually be directly competing with other nutrients. Um, so some nutrients it can um, actually compete with can include potassium, phosphorus, and pretty much all the other micronutrients for that matter. And so because of that, applying it to the leaves can actually help prevent uh, excess or over fertilization of the soil itself. Now, when we a foliar apply, we want to apply to the bottoms of the leaves. Um, this is where there's a particularly large amount of stomata, and we want to do it just before. lights out before the lights go out on our our plants we can apply it during the day we can apply it to the tops of leaves but keep in mind that plants while they respire during the day they don't respire as intensively as they do at night um and also the the stomata themselves are found on the bottoms of the leaves so when the plant respires and the reason why it does it at night is because when the guard cells open up it releases Water and uptakes CO2. The uptaking of CO2 results in loss of water, and CO2 is needed for photosynthesis. The plant waits till night because there's less water loss when it opens the stomata at night because there's less sun, less heat ambiently, um, and just directly hitting the leaf itself. And so that lower loss is the reason why this happens. And so the best way to get the most out of your copper foliar spray is to apply at night to the bottoms of the leaves. So copper can do a number of different things. Um, one reason in which people will apply it is for powdering mildew or for some sort of fungal growth on the plant or on the soil surface. We've talked about soil mold before, and I've talked about how it's not a bad thing. It's just decomposing, um, organic material and nutrient cycling, which again is not a bad thing. But um, when we apply it to the soil surface, if we have a little bit of fuzz that we don't like the look of, it will kill it off Um, and it will help you. It will be a benefit to you. If you choose to spray it on the leaves, it will destroy hyphae and spores and all that sort of stuff on the leaves, the stems and that sort of um, thing, which ultimately will also help your plant. Now, when we apply it, we can also apply it for different infections, both bacterial and pest-wise, it can help with, but to a lesser extent of what it would do for a fungi-type setup. One of the ways that it actually helps um, your plant kind of fight pests and disease and that sort of thing is it ultimately changes the pH and this is also the reason why it can help um, with nutrient capture in your soil is because again it helps neutralize your pH. It's pretty darn acidic. I think it has a pH of around 4. Um, now given most of the applications you would dilute with water and so your water pH would play into this a little bit, um, or quite a bit, depending on how extreme your water um, pH is. But ultimately, that lower acidic pH is a reason why it's so effective in doing these things. So you may be wondering, well, what makes copper so effective? Like, why would I want to use copper? What does it do in the plant? And the copper activates enzymes in the plants that are involved in the lignin synthesis and several other essential enzyme systems. So, it's required in the process of photosynthesis. It is essential to plant respiration, and actually assists in plant metabolization of carbohydrates and proteins. So, copper can also affect the flavor or the intensity of flavor in vegetables, um, and this can include Tomatoes peppers and cannabis as well um, And it will also affect the flower color So if you have orchids or begonias or anything that flowers it will affect the flower color So because it does all that um, it's important to remember it in a mobile nutrient So when we see a deficiency, it will usually show up in the newer leaves and the way that uh, a copper deficiency shows up is it will the new leaves will start cupping. There'll be sl- there'll be some slight chlorosis there, um, either on the whole leaf or in between the veins of the new leaves. And the chlorotic areas of the leaf, the small necrotic spots, may form on them, um, especially in those leaf margins. Now a symptom um, as a syst- system symptoms progress we end up with the new release being smaller in size they lose their sheen some of them may wilt another really common version of this is um, the apical meristem will become necrotic and actually die off and this will ultimately inhibit the growth of lateral branches And uh, I've seen this before, and I I did a a YouTube video actually on the copper for houseplants. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be out by the time that this goes live, but what I will say is that um, with that necrotic uh, leaf, it's very common. I see it all the time, and when you see a photo of it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, because I think every houseplant person has dealt with this. I often see it with pothos and philodendrons. Those are the two that I see it with the most. Uh, I've also seen it with monsteras before too. Um, Not so much like begonias and that sort of thing, but definitely those three I've seen it with. Now, what I will say is just because you don't show a deficiency doesn't mean you can't use copper. Keep in mind, it's used to fight fungi and all that sort of stuff. And if you use copper before signs of deficiency show up, you end up with much larger leaves um, and a lot Um, more growth typically speaking through copper and you can actually look up trials um, photos or side by sides of this and it's pretty drastic when you see a plant that has had a copper applied to it versus one that hasn't it's pretty darn drastic Um, so if you want to check that out do so it's actually quite interesting but regardless this is kind of um, an easy application you can do It's a fun way to, I guess, bond with your plants that's not as detrimental or deadly as uh, watering or overwatering, as many of us like to do when we like to baby our plants. Um, it doesn't involve, you know, clipping. I know when I get bored, I want to like propagate everything, uh, but it's a great way to keep your plants intact despite the boredom. Um, and it it serves benefits in a number of different ways for just even pest prevention without doing too much harm. So I like to apply it once a month. Uh, you can apply it more. You can apply it less. It's completely up to you. Uh, What I will say is follow the instructions. If it's instructions to treat um, a a fungal disease, then it's probably going to tell you to apply weekly until... The disease is gone. But keep in mind, you can overapply over apply this. So you want to obviously do this within stride. So with that being said, that's all I have for you guys today on this episode of Gardening in Canada. If you have not yet, come visit me over on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Many of you have already. You can come find me over at Gardening in Canada. Many of you actually have come found me over on Instagram and said hi, said I found you through the podcast. I love it. And I want to thank you for coming over. It means the world to me. Put a face to the name, I guess you could say, if you, you come over and visit. And also keep in mind, I have that voicemail feature in the show notes. If you want to check that out, you can leave me a voicemail and I can answer it live here on this show. With that being said, be sure to rate this podcast or do whatever you need to do for the podcast over on whatever you're listening on. I will talk to you guys next time stay warm um and hopefully you're getting into that christmas season talk to you guys next time